Big Fan Podcast Episode 7. Welcome to Fig Jam Podcast, Episode 7, Expectations. Now, we're going to talk a couple of different ways today about the types of expectations you not only have for yourself, um, but also what you feel that society has for you as well. Because it's not just about your own expectations of you, but also the expectations you feel that are pushed on you from others. And I know that if you've been following us for a little while, we've covered a couple of topics that kind of feed into this a little bit. So I'm hopeful that this doesn't come all as a big surprise and come crashing down in your life and that it is a little bit more, um, I guess, softer because we have spoken about it a couple of times. Now, my specifically, you'll probably recall the comparison episode. And if you haven't yet checked that one out, I would 110% recommend that you do before listening to this episode so that you have somewhat of an idea of what I'm about to start rambling on about for the next half an hour around your own expectations for yourself and your expectations um, in relation to the difference of comparisons as well. So talking through our expectations of ourselves, there's a couple of different ways that this tends to fall in our own world. And you could have really high expectations for yourself. You could have low expectations for yourself. These may fluctuate depending on what type of situation you're at in your life. It could also fluctuate depending on what you're currently doing. So, you know, my expectations for myself are a lot higher at work than they are necessarily at home I guess so there are some different ways in which we hold expectations um, for ourselves now a lot of this is going to be formed and underpinned by our previous values and experiences now not to say that your expectations necessarily of yourself are going to be shaped purely and solely around your experiences and your values but by and large those are the two places that we get a lot of our personal expectations. So for example, we know that exposure to different things shapes the way we behave and shapes the way we interpret different situations. So for example, your parents, if they are really well kept um, and they keep a really clean house, your exposure to that and your experience of that would be that a house needs to be clean. So you might have an expectation of yourself that you need to keep a clean house. And that's not necessarily anything that anyone's ever told you or anyone's ever asked you to do necessarily, but it is something that you shape as far as an expectation you put on yourself that was part of your experience. So when we're looking at expectations of ourselves, we just want to consider around perfectionism versus imperfectionism. So we have people who are more relaxed about their standards. We have people who are more stringent about their standards. And there are pros and cons to both of those, which we'll talk about shortly. But keeping in mind that everyone thinks that a perfectionist always is on the ball with everything they need to do, want to do, etc. Um, however, that's not always the case. Sometimes it's actually not good um, to always be so perfectionistic because when we're so perfectionistic, what tends to happen is that if things don't go our way or if things don't happen, and notice that I'm saying go our way because that's something that I do quite frequently as I verge into this perfectionistic mode, um, we then freak out and then we can't handle what's about to come at us next. So 
when we're looking at our expectations, we also then on the flip side of that look at what does a like, person who's not perfectionistic, so a person who's more relaxed and less, um, I guess, caught up in the challenges of the expectations for themselves and what standard they're holding themselves to, um, we see that they often may not get things done or they may not necessarily um, engage in tasks or they might not necessarily do things to a, a, an excellent level because they um, they don't tend to have that same standard and desire. And that also comes with a different level of um, admiration as well because we also then have people who are less stressed and less likely to burn out and all of those sort of things. So there is swings and roundabouts in, compar- in looking at the comparison there between perfectionistic expectations and, and the, uh, the other side of the spectrum. But by and large, we know that we would normally sit somewhere along that scale. And as I said, it could sit where you actually sit in the more, I guess, um, more towards the perfectionistic side rather than towards the relaxed side. And some days you might fluctuate and flip out. And that's absolutely fine as well. So I know that at work, I'm very anal about what I need done and the way in which I need it done. And so in those contexts, I very much veer towards the perfectionistic side versus at home, I'm much more relaxed. I tend to not have the same kind of high standards to perfection um, that I traditionally would have had. And so that even for me is a really distinctive flip. So looking at how you set standards for yourselves and then working out how those standards have been perpetuated for you. So I know in my experience, one of my values is hard work and determination. And so when I reflect back on why I work so hard at work and why I want things to be perfect, it's because I have that value and I hold that value. So my experience of working hard has really paid off for me. And so I really try and replicate that at every opportunity I can. Um, I also have had several really great mentors throughout my professional career um, who have been quite veering towards that perfectionistic side of expectations and holding really high expectations for themselves, but also holding high expectations for others. And that's a really interesting perception that comes in a lot into the management framework stuff. We talk about at Fig Jam and we talk about how we um, can implement those sort of things. I'm not going to go too much into that today, but holding our high expectations for ourselves and for others in a managerial role can be really helpful. But obviously you can see some downfalls if that was occurring in a personal level as well and how that might become problematic. In my personal life, however, when I reflect back on why I kind of veered more towards the more relaxed end of that spectrum, I can consider things around why my parents maybe um, were a little more relaxed at home. So, you know, we didn't necessarily clean our floors every night. Like I know some families I have known have done things like that. So why don't we um, clean our floors every night and those sort of things? Um, that's not necessarily a bad thing, um, but it's just something that we weren't, you know, that was more important for my family to spend time with one another and um, engage in activities and can contribute back to the community that it was to make sure we had our floors clean. So for us, um, making, like, I guess, household cleanliness as a whole didn't happen as well. So my standards around that have um, been shaped accordingly to what that kind of looked like in my my early childhood and growing up. Um, So 
have a think for yourself. Think about what value complexes you may have about your standards. So when you're at work, think about are you really perfectionistic or are you kind of okay when it's done? Is it kind of just like, yep, no, that's fine, it's done, I'm cool with that and you're a little more on the relaxed side or are you more on the, no, everything needs to tick the box, everything needs to be perfect before it gets sent off, I need this to be immaculate. And you may not be exactly one of those, you may sit somewhere in the middle, but have a bit of a think about which end you sit at and then I guess what has informed you to be at that level because we don't just get there because of nothing. So it absolutely is drilling down into your values and drilling down into your beliefs as to why you sit on either side of that spectrum. You can also do this in relation to your personal expectations of yourself and what standards you have for yourself in your personal life. So, you know, I gave the example of the household cleanliness. You could look at lots of things. So, you know, if you have people over or in relation to parenting or in relation to study habits, what are your standards and what are you basing these against? And are they a good barometer? Because I guess, you know, where our expectations come from aren't always the most healthy or sustainable of places. So if you are looking at your own values and your own beliefs and you're thinking, hmm, these actually don't align with who I feel I am as a person or, you know, you might actually be thinking, when you think about why you are a certain way at work or at home, you might think back about why that is like that and recognise that that's not who you want to be. And it's okay to try and change that. And, you know, we'll talk about some ways in which um, you can kind of alleviate that um, another time because that's a a bit of a big task to kind of tackle on your own. Um, Look into some cognitive behavioural approaches if you're interested and some journaling and mindfulness may help. Um, break some of those really challenging habits. But you will probably know if the expectations and standards you set for yourselves don't align with your values or beliefs because that means when you are engaging in this behaviour, for example, if you don't actually believe you want to be a perfectionist at work and yet you're doing that um, and that makes you really unhappy and doesn't align with what you want, then what will actually happen is you will start to have those negative feelings. So if it's not aligning with your values and beliefs, you'll start to feel it. And what I really want to emphasize here is that that's not a bad thing. Like you need to be able to respond to your feelings and notice when that stuff's happening so that you can then shape your life to make sure that it aligns with your values. What I'm meaning here is if your feelings are telling you something, listen to them. Because it's likely that, you know, you may have a perspective that you need to do something and your values are telling you, "Uh -uh, we don't like that. And that's okay. Because in those contexts, what that actually means is that likely you're feeling the pressure of external society's expectations rather than your own. So we're talking about two things here. So Your own internal standards is what we just covered. So looking at your own internal expectations, aligning with your values, beliefs, and experiences. Versus here, we're going to be talking about what are the external situations that cause a pressure of expectations on you. Now, these things are really easy to identify because they don't align with your values and beliefs, and they often are really not helpful 
um, to you in the long run. So don't feel as though you aren't, I guess, worthy or good enough or anything by any of these statements I'm about to make. That's absolutely not the case. I'm just trying to make sure I communicate to you that your own expectations of yourself, if they're making you feel crappy, it's probably because you're not aligning with your values. And that can be changed. So you're not stuck. We can manipulate and maneuver that, but we just need to work out how we do that. Um, so, for example, some of the society's expectations that I've heard recently has been around how do you make sure that your um, kids are being parented the right way? And this is such a contentious debate topic, so I apologise for bringing it up. However, that topic in itself is a absolute society expectations versus your own expectations big clash. So your um, experiences as a child and your experiences as a early adult shape the way you're going to parent. And there's nothing wrong with that. You are absolutely entitled to parent the way that you want to. As long as you're not harming children, no one should ask too many questions. However, parents in our society feel this really big weight to parent a particular way based on the current parenting books or based on what they're reading or experiencing and that isn't fair so working through where your expectations are coming from the key so work out you know if you're sitting in this phone you're thinking holy crap am I a bad parent I guarantee you unless you're you know hitting your kid every other night it's not true um however Look at where that's coming from. Is that coming from your own standards? Do you actually feel that, no, I really wish I gave my kid broccoli every night? Um, or is it coming from your, like, society's expectations? So a mum at playgroup told you, no, you can't do that, or no, you have to go here, or why don't we do a play date and you really don't want to? Um, is that coming from that space rather than from your own internal values? And once you can clarify and understand where those values are coming from, it'll be really clear to you around where you need to put in some stops. So when I mentioned before briefly about cognitive behavioural approaches, it can be really useful to look at um, the cognitive behavioural pattern, which essentially is considering your thoughts, then your feelings, and then your behaviour. So when you consider your cognitive behavioural patterns, we want to disrupt that process, right? So you're likely to have um, thoughts that then trigger a feeling that then trigger a behavior. So if the thought is the thing that's problematic, we want to disrupt the process there. Because if you have a negative thought and you get a negative feeling and then you engage in negative behavior, then that's not helpful for you. And then if we also had a positive thought, positive feeling, negative behavior, we'd want to look at how do we disrupt some of that. So we could look at different concepts around that so they're kind of the processes that we would use to disrupt where your expectations of yourself are sitting because a lot of the time they're going to lie they're going to lie in faulty thoughts so thoughts around everyone thinks I'm a bad parent or everyone thinks I'm no good at school or it's all my fault that I that this happened um that kind of real ostracization, blaming, shifting around, um, personalizing things, all of those things are really true of faulty thoughts in the cognitive behavioral model. And so if you are experiencing those thoughts in relation to your expectations, you can do things like journaling and conscious um, 
conscious reframing of your thoughts. So, you know, thinking about how you restructure the way that you're thinking. So it might not be that I'm a bad parent. It's that um, it's okay if my kids don't eat broccoli every night because they eat it a couple of times a week. So reframing your thoughts to look at more um, shifting away from the negative and the personalization and the globalization of the problem and shifting back to the positives of that scenario. So never, ever feel like you're stuck in that position. Please use that model to your advantage to shift those expectations because there are so many expectations. I've only given you one today in relation to society pushing expectations on people. And a lot of the time kids at school feel this quite a lot, especially coming towards the end. You know, what am I expected to do for my parents? What am I expected to do for my teachers? What am I expected to do for my peers? And that's where a lot of conflicts arise in our personal relationships is when those things don't all align at once and we then have a bit of turmoil going on in our heads. So feel, please feel reassured to use that model to help disrupt some of that stuff that's going on for you because I can guarantee you that if you are experiencing expectation challenges, so whether that be value conflicts of your own expectations of yourself or whether that's Um, value conflicts in relation to expectations of society versus what you want, those cognitive behavioural strategies will help you to disrupt the thought and disrupt or disrupt the feeling or maybe even both and then be able to reintegrate that into your life. So that's the first strategy for overcoming expectations if you are struggling with having too high expectations or um too high too high expectations of yourself or too high expectations from society the other way that can be really helpful is by doing a regular gratitude reflective practice or journal when you do a gratitude journal or a reflective practice or a, um, a gratitude practice even so that you don't have to write things down you could just sit down and and you know um, reflect on what you're grateful for Um, When you do those sort of things, you actually start to rewire the neurons in your brain to realign with your own um, gratitude and your own strength. So we want to make sure that we improve that strength to be at a place where you feel really comfortable and really happy um, rather than feeling like you're constantly missing out or not meeting the mark, which is what sometimes these expectations can get to the point of. So by doing that, you can actually reframe your brain into not feeling like you're not always missing the mark. So really try to consciously do those things can be really, really helpful as well. So they're my two strategies for overcoming your own expectation barriers in your day-to-day life. So looking at our cognitive behavioral approaches, looking at our gratitude journal. You could also use some mindfulness in your gratitude journal, but you definitely don't have to. That's an option as well. And you could integrate some of the cognitive behavioural strategies. So make sure you're more aware. Have some reflective time and consider where these thoughts are coming from because that is the key to overcoming how you feel expectations are being shaped in society and also shaped in your own head. Thanks for listening so much. If you would like any more from Fig Jam, please feel free to follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Fig Jam Oz, that's A-U-S, and head on over to our website if you'd like any more resources at www.figjamoz.com.